You are listening to Books Are My People, a podcast for book lovers with news, recommendations, and ruminations on living a literary life in Los Angeles. This is episode 49, and I'm recording on Saturday, May 1st. I think I said last time that author May Cobb would be here today, but I lied. I got a little confused. She'll be here next time for episode 50, and I am so excited. We've already recorded the episode, and I can't wait to share it with you all. My kids are both back in school. My son asked for a cough drop at school the other day, and they sent him home. They're being super strict, which is great because it turns out he ended up with a nasty cold and he is home on the couch sleeping as I record this. Anyhow, since I last recorded, I watched all of Alyssa Nutting's HBO Max series Made for Love based on her novel of the same name. I was very curious as to how they'd interpret this book because it's just a wild read. Um, And I thought they did a pretty good job. They didn't quite make it to the end, or rather they left certain things out, but I think they did that in hopes of making a second season. But if you are into some weird speculative entertainment, then check it out. It's called Made for Love, and it is on HBO Max. I was also wondering what is happening in Hugh, Ohio. Am I even saying that name of the city correctly? I like to check the stats each week. And even though I'm from LA and I know I have a lot of friends here listening, it just doesn't compare to the amount of people listening in Hugh, Ohio. So I want to know what's happening over there. Are you guys in some sort of literary podcast club? And if so, why hasn't anyone sent me an email? Please do that. You can reach me at booksaremypeople at gmail.com. I am running a book giveaway. I'm giving away a hardcover copy of the soon-to-be-released novel A Theater for Dreamers by Polly Sampson, which comes out in the U.S. on May 11th. This is a beautiful novel that takes place on the Greek island of Hydra in 1960, where a group of bohemian artists live, including the famous Canadian poet Leonard Cohen, and a girl named Erica, a teenager, arrives on the scene so badly wanting to become a part of this group of creatives. I love this book, and I think you will too. All you have to do to enter is comment on my Instagram post at Jennifer Calagaris, comment on the post about A Theater for Dreamers, and that's it. Just comment and you can tag a friend for an extra entry. This contest will stay open through May 11th. And this giveaway also comes with a bar of authentic Greek triple milled olive oil soap. I kid you not. So thank you to Algonquin Press for sponsoring the giveaway. I will leave a link in the show notes to my Instagram page. And this is open to uh, US mailing addresses only. The BBC is adapting Kate Atkinson's Life After Life. I read this book when it came out a couple years ago. It tells the story of the alternate lives of Ursula Todd, who dies one night in 1910, and then she is born and survives on the same night. So she finds herself again and again living and dying in different circumstances, only to be born into new alternative versions of her life again. It sort of reminded me of um, Every Day by David Levithan, which is a young adult novel. The novel takes place over 
the two world wars. And I'm really looking forward to this. And it will star, I forget her name, but you know her as the sister in Fleabag. My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix will be a movie. And I'm very excited about this. I actually haven't read that book, but I've read other books of his and I've adored them. He writes in the horror genre. Um, I talked about Horror Store on this podcast, and I have also talked about the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires on this podcast. And I just finished his forthcoming book, The Final Girl Support Group, and I absolutely loved it. But I'm going to save it for my October Spooky Books episode because it was really scary and gave me very strange and vivid dreams. One involving an axe-wielding great white shark. So think about that for a second, Um, which has nothing to do with the book. But I just imagine those little shark fins trying to use an axe and I guess it was kind of scarier in my dream because now when I'm picturing that, I just think it's funny. So my disclaimer this week is that I have some books that are coming out very, very soon in May, but they aren't quite out yet. So I apologize if I mention a book and you want to run out and read it and it's not on sale yet, but these books will be coming out very soon. So you can do an author a huge favor and pre-order their book or just wait until the publication date. My first pick I'm very excited about because, like I mentioned earlier, the author is coming on the show next time to talk about her book. So I wanted to do an extra plug for May Cobb because I got an advanced review copy of the book a couple months ago and I had so much fun reading it. And it is called The Hunting Wives and it comes out on May 18th. So when Sophie moves her husband and young son from Chicago to a small town in Texas, it's to escape the hustle and bustle of city living and give her son a chance to have a different kind of childhood. But after Sophie meets a socialite named Margot at a party, she's invited into a world she never even knew existed. The hunting wives, as they call themselves, don't just drink wine and shoot guns in their free time. There's a much more sinister appeal that leads to late nights and lots of excuses on Sophie's behalf to her husband. Soon, Sophie is so embroiled in Margot's life that everything is at stake. This book was fun and funny and a fast read, I simply couldn't put it down. There are twists and turns that I'm going to steer clear of spoiling here, but Sophie is a character just trying to fit in and keep her life as a mom exciting. And thank you to Berkeley Publishing Group for the advanced review copy. This is one of those books that reminded me that summer is just around the corner and you will get to hear from May Cobb herself on the next episode of Books Are My People. And again, that's The Hunting Wives by May Cobb out May 18th. Do you think it's weird that her name is May and her book comes out in May? Next is a nonfiction book about peacocks that I didn't know I needed. And it's called Why Peacocks? An Unlikely Search for Meaning in the World's Most Magnificent Bird by Sean Flynn. And this comes out May 11th. So when the author gets, shall we say, coerced into adopting three peacocks, he is thrust into the life of the most regal fowl in the world. Aside from the personal anecdotes of what the experience of owning peacocks is like, spoiler alert, they're very high maintenance and not super friendly, Flynn does a great job exploring the rich history of the peacock, from the inner workings of the feather shafts to their place among royalty. Flynn is a seasoned journalist who actually writes about dead people for a living, and his journalistic background informs this book with deep dives into peacock lore, history, and care. 
Thank you to Simon & Schuster and NetGalley for the advanced review copy of the book. And you're probably all thinking that I only like this book because I am the owner of eight birds, seven chickens, and a duck, but it was a really interesting book. And no, it did not make me want to get a peacock, but I was happy to read about them. And again, it is called Why Peacocks? An Unlikely Search for Meaning in the World's Most Magnificent Bird by Sean Flynn. My next book came out in February and is listed as a young adult novel, but I didn't know this when I was reading it, and I really wasn't aware that it was a young adult novel at all until I was preparing for this podcast. So yes, the protagonist is a teenager, but really the themes are so mature and the writing is just spectacular. And it is called Everywhere You Don't Belong by Gabriel Bump. This has been compared to Ellison's Invisible Man and Johnson's Jesus's Son. This is a book about a boy named Claude Love who grows up on the south side, the south shore to be specific, of Chicago in a rough neighborhood. His parents up and abandon him one day, leaving him under the care of his very kick-butt grandma and her roommate, Paul. And the book looks at his day-to-day life on the surface level, but truly explores much more complicated and serious themes such as police violence and civil unrest with both heft and humor. Claude gets into trouble a lot at school, but no matter what, in public, his grandma always has his back, standing up to his principal and other people whom she feels has wronged him. But at home, behind closed doors, he gets into some real trouble with her. He often thinks about how there's no place for peace in his neighborhood, and he wonders why the history books in school don't really reflect the world that he's currently living in. This is a fantastic and surprising read that quietly crept up on me, and I absolutely loved it. And again, that's Everywhere You Don't Belong by Gabriel Bump. And thank you to Algonquin Young Readers for the advanced review copy. And I recently found out that it is being adapted for television, so I'm very excited about that. Next is another book that doesn't come out until May 18th. This is called The Atmospherians by Alex McElroy. The Atmospherians is a unique look at toxic masculinity. Sasha Marcus is living her best life as an influencer when she starts getting trolled online by a man named Lucas DeVry. He has become just obsessed with harassing her online, and then it spills over into real life. Lucas, at the start of the book, live streams his own suicide, but not before blaming Sasha. The book feels very speculative in places with, I'm using air quotes here, man hordes, which in the book are groups of men, always white men, who come out of nowhere to perform mundane social activities. So you never know when they're coming, but they'll just appear and start maybe folding laundry. Um, Sasha has a good friend named Dyson, who's a professional actor who excels at commercial acting, meaning he can actually sell you anything which, of course, I kept thinking about the vacuum cleaner, the Dyson. And Dyson's parents have a property in southern Jersey off of the grid. So Sasha and Dyson decide that they're going to move there so Sarah can escape the internet scandal. And Dyson, well, he really just wants to open a place for misguided men to come and heal. If it sounds a bit like a cult, that's because that's exactly what it is. And it's challenging for Sasha being the only female in a cult of men. They take in 12 men, and each one of the 12 men represents a trope of toxic masculinity. 
but our good intentions all it takes to heal a broken society. This is social satire at its best. It's funny, it's witty, intriguing, creative. I was enthralled from start to finish, and I think fans of books that toe the line between reality and speculative will enjoy this book, as well as fans of Alyssa Nutting. And again, that is The Atmospherians by Alex McElroy. And thank you to Atria Books for the advanced review copy. My last pick today is The Mysteries by Marissa Silver. This comes out tomorrow, so you don't have to wait too long for it. And Marissa Silver is most famous for her novel, Mary Coyne, but the only other book of hers that I had read is Little Nothing. That was, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. My bookseller friend gave me a copy of The Mysteries and said I had to read it, and I'm so glad I did. The story centers around the friendship between two seven-year-old girls, Miggy, who is just one of the best kid characters I've ever read. She's stubborn and free and feisty and just wants to break any boundary that anyone creates around her. And then there's her best friend, Ellen, who's quiet and timid, and you can see very quickly how Ellen just wants to be a little more like Miggy. We also get a good read on the adults around the two girls. Then something happens, and I won't spoil what that is, and the novel is about the fallout of what happens and what everyone's perceptions are about the thing that happens. It's about childhood and responsibility and just making sense of the world when you're a kid. I found myself reflecting a lot when I was reading this book about kids in general, and how all these kids around the world this year have had to kind of reconcile what COVID means to them and where this situation has landed them. I think that fans of Venda La Vida's most recent novel, We Run the Tide, which I talk about on episode 43, will like this book. And again, it is called The Mysteries by Marissa Silver, out tomorrow. So that's all from me. You can link up and purchase any of the books I talk about in the show notes section of the podcast or at booksaremypeople.com. If you like what you hear, please take a minute and give me a review on iTunes. It helps other book lovers to find my show. And I can't tell you how nice it is to see all of the five-star reviews I've received. So thank you so much. And if you've been listening and you haven't reviewed it yet, I promise it will take less than 30 seconds of your time. And if you're not following me already, you can find me on Instagram at Jennifer Caloyeris, where I often post about books I'm reading as well as great book deals. And you can also enter my book giveaway for a theater for dreamers. Next time, Mae Cobb, the author of The Hunting Wives, will be here to recommend some of her favorite books. In the meantime, I hope you all have a wonderfully bookish week.